Hello, lovely people. My name is Rachel, and this is the very first episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I attempt to demystify anime. So, you're probably wondering, who am I, and why would you want to listen to what I have to say? Well, okay, here's a little bit of autobiographical info. When I was younger, I guess I was what you would call a Disney girl. I saw all the films at the cinema, I knew all of the songs, I taught myself to draw using scenes from the films. I was absolutely potty about Disney and I would have sold my kidneys in order to be a Disney animator. But I had a rather rude awakening one day when I realised that I couldn't draw for Dick and... um, The House of Mouse would never come knocking at my door. So that was a little bit upsetting, but I decided to be pragmatic and thought, okay, if I can't work for them, I'll just get into comics and graphic novels instead, which is what I did. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still love them to this very day, but I don't know. I just always felt like there was something missing. And um, I think I must have been in my late teens when manga and anime first came to my notice. Because at one point it seemed to be quite big amongst the more indie girls of my acquaintance. And I had a look and I thought, ooh, maybe this might be what I'm looking for. Because this probably sounds really strange, but there is this mindset. I don't know if it's exclusive to the UK, but it does seem to be a very British attitude that once you hit your 13th birthday, that is it. You're not allowed to like cartoons. It's like the clock strikes and yeah, it's suddenly too babyish and you're not allowed to like it. And so... I couldn't watch my beloved cartoons anymore. I thought that anime might be the substitute for that. But instead, I opened up another can of worms. I discovered that um, British people have a very dim opinion of anime. Often people that have never even watched an episode of any of it. They seem to have this notion that it's all hardcore porn or extreme violence and I don't think it helps that this view was put about by some of the greatest comics artists of the 20th century like for example um, Elber Udizo who was one half of the Asterix team he hated manga so much he actually wrote a polemic about it And it's generally agreed to be the worst instalment in the Asterix series. It's called Asterix in the Falling Sky. And um, to cut a long story short, um, you have some very racist looking aliens turning up and speaking in broken English and just every kind of toe curling stereotype you can possibly imagine. It is not. It's just 
you can tell that one, he really didn't like manga, and two, that he felt like he was speaking for people of his generation, that these upstarts had suddenly captivated their previous audiences, which says more about him than about manga, quite frankly, but there you go. But call me a coward, but I was very reluctant to go down my local library and take any um, anime out because that was what it would have entailed in those days because we had not like um, the US where they had Adult Swim and they were showing Cowboy Bebop and other popular shows for years. You would have to go and rent it from either your local video store, remember those, or um, the library. And I was already fairly notorious in our library as the girl that borrows all the gay books with questionable covers. So I thought, no, I don't want another black mark against my name. Thank you very much. So that was it. I thought that was as far as my anime journey was going to go. I read the occasional bit of manga, but I just got on with my life. And if I wanted an animation fix, I would watch an adult show like South Park or Family Guy, which wasn't what I wanted. And ironically, had all of the things that people object to about anime, or at least their mental view of it, based on whatever racist or scaremongering ideas they have. So, yeah, and... Another factor in my decision was I also knew somebody who was really into anime, as she put it, and was a complete pain in the ass. So I thought, yeah, I've made the right decision. I will stay away from that. And um, so I carried on like that until 2019 when... A little franchise known as Death Note changed my life. This didn't happen overnight, by the way. Uh, What happened was that in 2018, I had the first major bereavement of my life. I'm not going to go into details. I mean, you've probably all lost somebody, but it was bloody awful. And I was finding it so hard just to pick up a book or watch a movie, everything I read seems to remind me of my situation in some way, and I couldn't cope. And for somebody that loves retreating into fictional worlds, this was, it made matters worse. And um, yeah, one day I was pootling around on YouTube, minding my own business, and I came across this song um, called Only Human, um, which was sung by a pair of Shinigami, that is Japanese deaf goat, goats. <laughs> that, that would be a, an interesting tack for the story. Um, Japanese deaf gods called Ryuk and Rem. And I was captivated by this. I just thought, wow, this is a really good song. Who are these characters? I want to know more about them. And um, yeah, they happen to be 
two of the supporting characters from Death Note, which unbeknownst to me was a massively successful manga and anime series. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I I want a bucket full of this. And um, within a very short space of time, I had read the entire series and um, I'd listened to the entire musical soundtrack and I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. I quite literally bought the T-shirt, which my other half must have thought, oh, no, not another one of her fads, oh, God, etc. But this was not a flash in the pan. This, this was the real McCoy. I do have to admit I had reservations about watching the anime, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I'd seen clips of it on YouTube because how could I not? And it just seemed very hammy and overwrought from what I saw of it. I mean, if you're familiar with it at all, you'll know precisely the scene I mean. I'll take a potato chip and I'll eat it. Which, yeah, didn't really tally with my mental image of Light, the Machiavellian protagonist of the story. I thought that this is going to be a train wreck. I don't want to watch this. And um, carried on being a fan while shying away from the element that arguably made it one of the most popular series of all time um but then the pandemic happened and I found myself at a loose end I was working from home I wasn't really supposed to be going out anywhere and I was bored rigid and I thought well why not because I'd made the happy discovery that you could stream anime on your phone which I know might sound daft that it took me this long to work this out, but I literally only use my phone to go on Twitter and Facebook in those days and YouTube, obviously. And this was a whole new world to me. And obviously the very first show I decided to watch was Death Note because It had been my portal to the manga world. And yeah, I watched it and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, there are some scenes that are a tad iffy or clearly thrown in for the fan service, like Elle randomly deciding to give Light a foot rub or Amisa singing this creepy little nursery rhyme. But other than that, it is a solid adaptation. It's probably the best adaptation other than the musical. And I would recommend it to anybody who went, right, I want to watch anime. Where do I start? It would be with Death Note because it's got everything. And it's comparatively short as well. So you don't have to spend time trawling through a hundred odd episodes. It gets it all done and dusted in 37 
episodes. It's got a cracking soundtrack. Most of the voice acting is great. So, yeah, give it a watch. And um, after that, I wanted to watch more. And I carried on doing it. And within time, it became a hobby. Well, duh. And, um, and I wanted to find out more and watch more. And this was when I discovered that the resources for, let's say, novice anime fans aren't great. They all came from this assumption that you had been watching anime in utero and that you knew what all of the slang and all of the tropes were and um, you would certainly have an idea of um, who all the major animation studios were or what the classics of the medium were and I don't think it was intentional but it just felt very daunting to an outsider. I rarely felt so gatekept, if that's even a word. And um, I thought, okay, um, I don't want to have to read humongous long lists or articles, so let's listen to a podcast. That would be a a fun way of passing like an hour or so. And um, the podcasts weren't really much better because they seemed to be divided into two camps. There was either podcasts that seemed to have been recorded by horny frat boys who were like, oh, dude, she just like hentied this calamari. Oh, awesome. Or else it'd be some po-faced, self-styled otaku who was all, if you haven't watched One Piece, you're not a real anime fan. You you can't even stand in the footsteps of a real anime fan. And I'll be like, oh, for God's sake, dude. I have watched every last episode of Monster, thank you. I'm an anime fan. I don't want to watch your precious One Piece. And another thing that I couldn't help noticing... I mean, maybe I was looking in the wrong places, but there never seemed to be any women. It, I, I did, couldn't understand that because of the many anime fans that I've encountered online or real life, they've been 60% female. And if you go into Forbidden Planet or other places where they hang out, again... There's far more women. So I don't understand why it's become dominated by men. And I thought, right, okay. If it's not out there, then I'm going to make it. And yeah, so that's what this is. It's my attempt to redress the balance. And I'm not going to use jargon that people won't understand or watch some incredibly obscure series that you can only get um, if you buy it in a field in the 
middle of the night or something. I'm just going to basically watch shows that sound appealing, whether they're topical or whether they've been highly recommended, and I'm going to review them. And um, when I'm not doing that, I will discuss the latest news in the manga anime world, or I'll look at the adaptations, because there are a heck of a lot of adaptations. If something is successful, it's going to have a live action show, at least, um, a live action film, probably a musical, because my God, do the Japanese love their musicals. It will have goodness knows how many spin-offs, prequels, sequels. I mean, if you thought that DC and Marvel liked that, then you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, and light novels as well. Those are um, a thing. So, yes, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I hope to achieve in this episode and the episodes to follow that I will talk about anime in what's hopefully an approachable, non-scary way. And, um, and that despite the stigma that there might be surrounding it, particularly these days when everyone's all, ooh, never listen to anything somebody with an anime avatar might say because they're probably from 4chan, ooh... Um, no, I will make it my mission to prove that anime isn't just about naughty tentacles or bouncing boobs or panty shots, that on a good day, it can actually be fantastic and well worth your time. So, yeah, um, I hope to speak to you again soon. Bye.